I don't wanna go to work. I just wanna chill and play all day. Look 'em dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you work. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jobs Blow Podcast with Brianna and Josh. The podcast for dreamers with day jobs. We are so glad to be back here at Comic Strip Live for yet another episode. We thank you all so much for downloading us so far and giving all your reviews and subscriptions. Uh, please remember to keep doing that. Give us a like, a subscribe, share this with your friends. And when you're done listening, please, you know, the way the word gets out about us is that you talk about us. So give us a review, especially on iTunes and Stitcher and Google and Spotify, wherever you're listening. It's so important to get good reviews as it really helps our ratings and visibility on the directories. It helps us get the word out to the masses. And always remember, while this was born out of the frustration that comes with working day jobs, we're here to provide inspiration in the pursuit of your dream job as we pursue ours. That should be our first rap album. Frustration with inspiration. No? Okay. Hi, Brianna. Hi, Josh. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good to be back. How was your week? Um, it was good. I went on that nonprofit interview that I mentioned, um, but I have I haven't heard anything. So you haven't heard anything back. No. So th- in good sense, they're just deliberating and really they're putting your package together. Uh, I, I I I don't know. I mean, it was the first, so I don't think we're in a package situation. Um, so we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. How yeah. are you? I'm What's okay. going on? I'm good. I you know I'm still I'm in the the actors you know frustration slump. You know, I've had some amazing auditions lately and, and big, big, cool parts on, on shows or pilots, you know. And then they call your agent and they're like, oh, is he still available, you know. And you're like, yeah, 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 no, I'm available, I'm available, what, you know. And then you don't hear anything. And I, that's the business, that's what it is, but it's just so frustrating sometimes. You just want, like, you know, you know you did well, you prepared well, and you just want to get some kind of, like, you know, it's like workplace ghosting. Right. Right? It's absolutely that. So I'll, I'm in a good place. No, I'm not. Uh, I quit <laughs> acting uh, as of uh, yesterday. So I'm done. Um, unless, I think we Unless, this. of course, I get another audition tomorrow, then I'm right back at acting. Yes, you quit uh, auditioning, but you have a job that you'll continue to oh, do. Oh, John Shakespeare? Yes. Yeah, well, okay, guys, I'll be there tonight just in case yes. <laughs> I haven't quit that. Uh, but otherwise, uh, you know what? We should actually get right to... Our guest today, because we have a super cool, fun guest and a very practical guest, and uh, tell us a little bit well, about. Well, I'm him. excited about our guest um, because I went to college with Mr. Matt Weingarten. <laughs> Matt Wein, Chef yes. Matt Weingarten. Yes, yes, and mm. actually, I came to New York in '94. He came, I believe, in '95, and he probably—I don't know if you remember the dates, but you know, as I've said, I remember everything. That sounds about right. Yes, and I was lucky enough to watch him climb the ranks of the culinary world and i followed him from restaurant to restaurant literally i i ate at every restaurant this guy ever worked the question at. is did he charge you um, for eating at those restaurants yes he did he which did. i would expect but he always gave me free dessert because for some reason it was always timed around my birthday that's fair, that's fair. and we'll jump ahead and we'll hear but where are, well I, you'll, you'll hear should we say we'll hear or do you want to get to it? Well, I mean, we we can let him tell his okay, story. I but it. I think the interesting about our show today is Matt, I, he's a treat, achieved his dream. I mean, he, and then I think he's making decisions now on what's next. What is what is the, his next goal? Um, and it's really interesting and inspiring. Um, so thank you, Matt, for being you, you here. You concur with that? Uh, right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty lucky. I kind of stumbled kind of nicely through everything. So, yeah. Well, okay, done. Way. All right, good night, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. All right, well, <laughs> speaking of stumbling, 
um, because uh. we always <laughs> like to open our show this way. Tell us about a job that blew. Oh, man, a job that blew. It actually was uh, my first culinary job, but I was in high school. I just needed the money, and I worked at this uh, kind of crappy restaurant, but we did a big um, brunch, and it was Easter Sunday. I'd probably worked there for maybe one or two weeks, and I was the omelet and waffle guy, <laughs> and no training. And uh, the short story is is that uh, this nice grandmother and her Sunday whites came through and was trying to put the whipped cream on the waffles with that she already had the blueberry compote on, and uh, the canister kind of jammed up, and I said, oh, you know, I was like a nervous little kid. I was like, oh, let me help you, and uh, and the the cream just like hit the blueberries and no. like splattered all over, like all over this lady, all over her her granddaughter, and uh, the manager just came or like literally grabbed me by the back of my collar and like dragged me back in the kitchen, and uh, I quit that day, and I said I would never work in a kitchen again. That uh, was the worst job ever. Really? Wow. Yeah. You were never gonna work in a kitchen. Yeah, again. I was like sixteen years old. I was like, this is the worst life ever. Like, why would anybody do this for for a living? What did her outfit look like? Yeah. Uh, it was it was like Jackson Pollock. It was pretty nice. It was like, <laughs> a, like it was like a nice spray. It was like a nice murder scene spray. And what wow. year is that about? Give me like round. Oh, round God. Nineteen eighty eight. Uh, if you were sixteen. Uh, wow. Yeah. Whatever yeah. brand I said, she like was always. Nowadays, she was always sharp. If that happened nowadays, you'd have a picture to go along with that. It would be on uh, your cell phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you would be able to sh- show it back through your cloud, right? Because it'd be saved in there, and we'd be yeah. able to look at it. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's that's just it, all 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 well and good. Well, so Matt, <laughs> let's tell our audience what is your job title now. Uh, all right, so I'm the chief culinary officer for Dig In. So I'm our I'm our I'm our head chef. So for anyone that lives in New York, there are 22 locations throughout the city. Yep. Are there any in any? Other yeah, we have three in Boston, and we have one in uh, Westchester, and we're opening in uh, Philadelphia this year. So we're we're expanding. It's great. <laughs> And again, just explain Dig In and why it's different and what why it's so popular now. Um, so Dig In is a uh, restaurant group that we are uh, serve mostly vegetables. We're trying to make an impact in rebuilding the food system. And uh, if you're a guest, you come in and you can choose from uh, make a what we call market bowl. Uh, choose um, selection of up to like twelve different vegetables, some seasonal uh, grains or salad, uh, and uh, top it off with some. Uh, sustainably sourced protein. Um, pretty busy. We're high. We're in the high volume game, and uh, luckily, pretty popular. Well, and I would say that um, having gone there for lunch many times, it the line is always out the door. Yeah, always kinda, out the door. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. I, w- I was just in Times Square, and I was going to have lunch. I think it was actually last time we did the podcast, and. I was like, oh, I'm just, oh, I was like, oh, there's a dig in right here, right? And I went in and I had to meet someone else, and the line was so long. I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna have to come back. No, it's dedication. Yeah. Yeah, if it's you want to, it moves fast. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. But I was so upset with myself that I didn't time it right, you know, because I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk about your career evolution. All, All right. right. So Matt and I went to Ohio University, and were you in the J school with me? Uh, Are you in the yeah, and scripts. Yes. Yes. So we were both in the briefly. Jur- right. So we were both in the journalism school, but yeah. then you changed to an English major. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, it's too many rules. I really don't like this, and so I went to English, and then there was too many rules for that. <laughs> so then I was like, did poetry, <laughs> and then I was like, uh, what do you do with this degree? <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Okay. So then fast forward, you went to Taiwan for yep. a year after we graduated. Yep. And then came to New York City. 
So where where were you in your head when you moved here? Yeah, so actually when I was like, oh, what do I do with this poetry degree? I uh, At that point, I was thinking about uh, cooking for, for uh, professionally. I was like, oh, this I, I cook a lot at home or sort of with our housemates. I, I get a lot of joy of this. So I went to Taiwan with the idea if I enjoyed teaching English, which is what I did there, I would stay. I'd come, I'd come back and go to grad school and pursue an English degree or whatever you do with that. Um, but if I didn't like it, I would come and try to pursue uh, cooking. And as it was, I love living in Taiwan. I hated teaching. Um, and so I came back, and uh, I thought I should come to New York to sort of get a year or two years of experience in, like, a fancy kitchen. And um, I haven't left, actually. And how much of Taiwan did you taste? Uh, I mean, it was. I tell everybody it was, the, it was I ate the best I've ever eaten in my life there. I mean, it was just, you know, it's an island. Uh, it's The flavors were just amazing between all the fresh seafood and all the vegetables, and it was great. I mean, it was it was amazing. And honestly, it wasn't a shock to me when he went into the culinary school because when we were in college, many times I would come home and my kitchen was a hot freaking mess <laughs> because Matt was dating my roommate and would make some sort of Vietnamese or some fabulous food, and I was the girl who would open the can of Manwich <laughs> and pour it into <laughs> over my my hamburger because those were the meals that I w- my mother made growing up, and I thought I was you know. Is that how you entice guys to go out with you? They were like, "Oh, can you cook for me?" And you're like, I "Manwich, can't, but bitch." My, my roommate's boyfriend <laughs> spent a year in Taiwan. Why don't you come over? Well, no, this I... was before they went to Taiwan. Oh, he was always, uh, as far as I knew, very much into food. So yeah. anyway, now we're in New York. You go to culinary school. Yep. Uh, yeah, school? so I, I, it was Peter Combs. It's now Institute of Culinary Education. Uh, that was a nice. quick program, which was important to me at the time because I had just spent four or five years in a small undergrad school in Ohio. Um, and from there, I got uh, placed in uh, an American place, which was a very popular happening restaurant at the time uh, with a pretty amazing chef, Larry Forgione, and I went there for an internship and ended up staying in his kitchen for about three years and kind of learned, you know, the beginning of everything I know in that kitchen. Um, we forgot to say the name of this episode, which oh. is... Okay, we're going to start over. Hey, Brianna. No, <laughs> the menu has changed. Um, and I bring that up now because when yes. Matt was working at that restaurant, he introduced me to a chef friend who is the person that I try to remember my joke when I did stand up? Um, oh, from the last episode. Yes. Okay. He you want to try it again? Try well, the joke okay. Again. So he told Matt when he ghosted me via landline ghosting back right. in 1996 that the menu had changed, Ooh. and I said, "Well, his appetizer was never satisfying. His main course always came too fast, and his portions were way too small." <laughs> And that was your closing joke. That was my closing joke. But I thought the name, uh, the title, The Menu Has Changed, is fitting also for his switch in being an English major and going into um, culinary school. I am proud of you, though, for practicing that and being ready to deliver that again. Because it it was great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Even Matt's laughing right now. (laughs) I'm here to entertain. But anyway, Matt, so when you switched to culinary school, 
at that time, what was your dream job? What was the what was yeah. your ideal like going to be made it situation? Yeah, I, it was it was to cook, and I had this crazy idea, um, which was that if I just did what I, what made me happy, that kind of everything else would work out. Uh, That's a crazy idea, totally crazy. Wow. And I I really believe at the time, and I've just kind of had more opportunity than I ever imagined um, by just kind of waking up every day doing what I love to do, which I feel I feel really fortunate. So let's name the restaurants. So you went oh, wow. American Place, Tribeca Grill? No, I was at Quilty's. Uh, no, Tribeca Grill was before Quilty's. No, it was. I, it, I, Matt, come I, on. It's on. It was, it's my life. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, Are you sure? Yeah, he is retconning I, the story 100%, for his own. Okay, okay, 100%. okay. I will uh, not argue your timeline. Sure. Uh, American Place, and then I opened, I can't remember, uh, Larry opened another restaurant. I can't remember the name of that. But then uh, Quilty's, and then Tribeca Grill, and then I worked for Rocco Spirito at Tuscan. I Did think you? I'm missing something I in between. Um, um, when was Savoy? Oh, Savoy was... Um, uh, after Porcupine, which was after Tuscan, yeah. And then there was the one on Third Avenue, Third um, and Forty First. Yeah, that was Tuscan. That was Tuscan. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Larry, the chef that you yeah. interned for, you formed a relationship with a friendship. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, he was my, he was my mentor. I mean, I um, the, it was old school. Um, I I had a you know. I was a young cook and very admiring of him and also kind of fearful of him. Um, and we got to know each other over time. Um, I'd been in his kitchen for a couple years. So when he had events at the James Beard House or whatever, I, w I would be part of his sort of cooking crew. And so knew each other well enough at the time and, and um, in a very sort of kind of movie script way, um, he brought me to the office and he's like – uh, I was thinking about moving on. He was like, "Where do you want to go work? I'll make a call anywhere you want to go." So, and it was sort of like that's that's the way it used to kind of work, and hopefully it still works that way a little bit. But, um, so yeah, and then you know, kept in touch, didn't keep in touch. Um, I saw him maybe again five or so years ago. Um, uh, and it was great to catch up with him. He was teaching um out in uh, Napa and wow. uh, at the at the culinary institute out there. So but, yeah, in that scenario, he was. The Meryl Streep character, and you were Anne Hathaway in uh, Devil Wears Prada. And he yeah, that that works. Tough, I guess. but yeah, yeah. he made the call there and the recommendation. Go. Totally. No, but yeah. all joking aside, how important was it to have a mentor like him, or just a mentor in general? Was it? Oh, I think. I mean, every chef I've worked with has has has, has become a mentor for uh, at some degree. I mean, I've 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 been very lucky. I've chosen sort of good kitchens and and people that I admired. And so it's not like, let me tell you how it's going to go, Sonny, but you just pay attention to what everybody's doing. You pay attention to how they um, uh, conduct themselves to the skills that they have. And you take what you like um, and you, you know, you work in the, in the restaurant. You work 60, 70, 80, 90, 120 hours with, with, with each other. And so um, it's important that you sort of at least admire the person, whether you get along or not. Um, so, yeah. So then when you were at um, Inside Park yeah. right, and you were the head chef, right? Yeah. You, that was you. So were you able to use those tools as a mentor then to? Yeah, I, I've always tried to. I mean, I, you know, I like kitchen culture. I, that's 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 the thing I like. And, and part of it is um, teaching and learning. And so there's always been that element. So 
um, sure, you remember something someone showed you and then you want to show someone else. Um, and then also at the same time, you know, you look at what someone's doing and you're like, hey, where'd you learn that? Uh, let me learn that. And and actually, way, way back working for Larry, I mean, he I had an opportunity when I was a young cook to put to like play around with stuff to put on the menu. And so that kind of collaboration um, has always stuck with me. That's what I encourage in my kitchens. Is that your favorite part? Is kind of a hundred percent. I mean, right now at Dig In, um, uh, I'm you know I'm our chief culinary officer. I have not put a dish on our menu in over two plus years. Um, our dishes are all created by all different chefs working in our twenty six different restaurants, um, and that's that that's way more exciting and rewarding because it's fun for me uh, and it's great for for everybody. It just seems like the mentor mentee aspect is like the the master's degree of 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 the of, of any uh, career i mean you really need it you need the guidance and if they say it to all the time to us too you know that just try to find someone that can mentor you it's so hard but yeah. it's important well yeah. anyone that we've had in here who's been successful that they have a mentor yes they do yeah yeah I, in kitchens i tell everybody uh one of the other reasons why i love love them i i strongly believe it's one of the last great meritocracies on the planet um the old saying you know you can start as a d- dishwasher and become a head chef it, it's true um because there's so much to learn so there's mentors and then just watching what's going on it's a craft it's an old trade um so there's things to learn and you can acquire them and um you know move up in your career so Would, w- well can i just one more cl- clarifying question in there um, for somebody who maybe was in your shoe or is in your shoes now, uh, coming out of college, yeah. wants to cook professionally, uh, what's like a quick, you know, one-two piece of advice you would give them about how to, you know, get themselves on the right path? Keep your head down and cook. I mean, I, it's you know, there is no, there are no shortcuts. Just go into a kitchen. You will be the worst uh, person in that kitchen. You will be uh, confused. You will not know what's going on. Um, th- it will be high pressure, uh, but just keep your head down. Uh, and what I mean by that is just focus on the work at hand. Um, push yourself every day, and 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 learn from everyone to the left and right of you. So, so now we're talking about being at Inside Park. Yeah, and you are the head chef. Okay, it's, it's your place. Yeah, have. Had you reached, did you feel like you that was your dream and you had achieved it? Or did your dream a- evolve uh, and that's kind of where you are now? No, I, I mean, I, I've i always been happy where I am. And, and so I, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm ambitious. I've always wanted to do more and I've always had an idea of what I, uh, what I was striving for. And those opportunities have kind of, I've, I've sought them out and they've also found me. Um, so, but yeah, at the time I was like, yeah, this is great. I got, I have an amazing job here and it's really good for me and, uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, and I enjoy the challenge and I enjoy, you know, I enjoy the kitchen I built. Um, and then, you know, the next opportunity comes along and, and you run after that. So, uh, you know, there's no, I don't, I'm amazed I am where I am. Um, but it wasn't like I had this and never had this plan. I just wanted to cook. So, and that's all I still want to do. Is, is there something that, you know, kept you motivated through that kind of like cloudy time of, I don't know where exactly yeah. I want to be, but how do I, how do you keep yourself going on this path of like, I know there's something else I want. Uh, I don't know what it is, but how do I keep pushing myself? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's actually, for me, it's like lack of, <laughs> it's <laughs> not good advice for the podcast here, but <laughs> it's lack of planning in, in, in a sense. I've, I've always been very focused on am I enjoying what I am doing right now, which is different than sort of like am I having a good day? I probably had as many bad days as I've had good days. 
but it's like, do I actually enjoy the work? And um, and the answer's always been yes. I mean, the, the best thing about cooking is actually doesn't matter how good or bad a day you have. The next day, it's like rinse, repeat, and you can go do it again. And I actually have a pretty short attention span, so it really works for me. Well, and uh, I, I think <laughs> you were driven by passion. I mean, you love what you do. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's fun. I mean, you get to create every day. You get to work with natural ingredients. You get to uh, collaborate with a bunch of people from all over the world. It's, you know, um, and it's a, it's a very, I mean, I, I'm just now learning how to feed myself. I mean, and what I mean by that is I worked so many years in kitchens from sun up to sundown that at 11 o'clock there's family meal and you and you eat and then again at 4:30 there's family meal and you eat and so if I was not working I could go the whole day and just like forget like oh I'm supposed to like find a sandwich for myself right. so it's like a, it's kind of a weird institutionalized life but uh, it's perfect for me so I, I quite like so it. was that the same for your family did you not feed them either uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but they, they mostly feed me, you know I mean? It's a, um, it's a specialized, uh, um, uh, life. I mean, my wife have a amazing relationship, but it's, we're not, you know, we're, we're often apart, which is, which is good for both of us. Uh, and it works for our family and you know, you just, you have balance. So how many years have you been married now? Oh, a long time. Uh, I, I should know this in 19 years. Wow. wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so you can great. still have the family and oh, still yeah, follow man. the dream. I, yeah, I mean, my wife and I actually don't understand people who need to spend like a lot of time with each other because I mean, <laughs> we, I mean, we, uh, we have amazing time together. But it's like we're both passionate people that that are energized by what we like to do, and then we like to come home and sort of uh, talk about our talk about our days or not. Uh, we're not in the same profession, which is um, what does she do? Uh, she's she does uh, design and staging. So she's creative. Yeah. You're yeah. both creative. Yeah. So. Yeah, works, that's so. great. Y- you mentioned, you know, using fresh products. So is that is that was that something that, like, you know, how you landed in a dig in situation? You were looking for to use more of that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've I had early on. I've I've always been enamored by the natural world and like to have. I mean, that's part of what drives me. I like finding out about ingredients and learning how they grow and where they come from. Uh, and then it's one of the things that once you start asking questions, you learn more. And once you once you know something, it's really hard not to know it. So you just start making more and more thoughtful decisions in, in, the, in my buying practices and sort of the food that I want to buy. And that has been a sort of a, a, a compass for me. And so I found myself, you know, uh, here at Dig In, and that's what we do every day, which is, is, is great. So let me – so I don't – I mean – Maybe there's an answer to this or not, but Diggin existed. You didn't open Diggin, right? Yeah, for sure. It was um, uh, started by Adam Eskin, our founder. Um, he, I think the restaurant had been around a year and a half, maybe just two years uh, when he and I met. Um, I was an admirer of the brand, um, but it was not did not come from a from a job interview. Uh, he and I met at a I, at a slow food uh, mm-hmm. conference that I uh, panel that I hosted. He was one of the uh, uh, panelists, and we just hit it off, and now Realized here we are. that your interests aligned. And totally. So it's important. Networking, those kind of events are important. Yeah. I, I said earlier, or I say a lot, I, I, I really feel like I've just stumbled through everything, um, but I've always done things that were of interest to me, and most most every opportunity I've gotten has been f- completely idiosyncratic. Well, but when you are driven by your passion, you find yourself in those places yeah. because it's where you want to be. Totally. Um, so you also wrote a book. 
Yes. Tell us about the book because that also sure is about uh, uh, wandering the woods preserving uh, wild foods, uh, which is a passion of mine, just to sort of know where our foods come from and sort of uh, heritage techniques. Uh, and it was an amazing project, but it was very uh, took forever to to, to put together because we had I had to find four seasons worth of uh, wild foraged uh, uh, foods and then and then create recipes around that and sort of. Uh, it was a great project, though. Um, What's it called? Preserving Wild Foods. And you were literally rummaging in the forest? To get sure, it. yeah. I mean, I, I learned a lot of my foraging from my uh, wife's mother. There, She's uh, Eastern European, and so really sort of um, she educated me a lot on sort of like what's what's available. And I've always been interested in sort of off botanicals and sort of what you can do with different different things. And the food in the in the book is not so esoteric. It's actually pretty mild for where I, this book came out. Um, over 10 years ago so for where everybody's at now in terms of forging it's like seems very um, seems very innocent in a way was that pre-digging during digging? oh yeah yeah, that was pre-digging that 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 was from yeah I mean it's over over 10 years ago right and do you feel is there something that you feel like your biggest contribution to the digging you know trend right now or something that you're most proud of as being a part of them um, how we're growing our business, which is uh, to have a bunch of restaurants that don't all cookie cut and to have um, a chef-driven uh, culture that we can expand um, and lead by chefs. Um, that's pretty important to me um, as we as think about scaling the business. The idea of sort of having a, a model and stamping it out and having a cookie cut business that then I wouldn't recognize as what I loved about the business. Right. Didn't seem like very exciting to me, so we've okay. been really thoughtful about training culinarians and uh, buying good food and trying to make some impact. That's very cool. So, Matt, can you tell us about the Chefs Collaborative board that oh. you're, that you serve on? What, what yes, uh, sure. Chefs Collaborative, uh, group of uh, national group nonprofit of uh, chefs from all over the country that are passionate about sustainable food and that uh, missions to um, educate uh, and share. Uh, best culinary practices so that sustainable practice becomes second nature uh, to everyone. And the basic idea is that chefs, I mean, we're literally tastemakers. We have a lot of impact. Our purchasing uh, choices sort of cascade into retail, into the grocery, into sort of what you're watching on TV. Um, and so if you're thoughtful about how you uh, procure your food, uh, buy your food, and if you share the techniques to cook them, then we can all have um, have some impact. Can you give us a cool example? Like something, you know, you're saying sharing the techniques, and is it something that people at home could uh, do on their own? Or okay, like so, that? yeah, so amazing. So, uh, let's see, right now, we are um, uh, just launching a partnership with Carmen Ranch Beef, which is 100% grass-fed uh, calf cattle operations out in uh, uh, Oregon. And in order to be able to, like, cook not just sort of the filet and the strip um, and work your way through the whole entire uh, cow, you need to sort of understand butchering techniques. You need to understand how different um, uh, uh, cuts cook differently. You need to understand uh, volume and how to deal with distribution, et cetera. And so um, one of our other fellow board members is a, uh, an amazing writer, and butcher Adam Danforth, and uh, just had uh, we just got together um, and learning about new techniques uh, and how to sort of fabricate. And I have a thought partner, someone I can call and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. What what can you teach me?" And the thing is, when you become a chef, everybody wants to become a chef, um, but it's actually pretty lonely because you've up until that point you've worked in a 
kitchen where you had a bunch of people either telling you what to do or that uh, or that you were surrounded by peers. And all of a sudden you're the chef. And if you haven't learned enough, you're kind of like you, you, you can it's very easy to stop your growth. So if you have a bunch of chefs that can get together and share techniques, you can continue to, to learn and educate yourself. Cool. That's yeah. really cool. cool. So, Matt, what is your favorite food <laughs> to prepare? Oh, my God. Erasmus. Uh, to prepare? Um, oh, jeez. Uh, you look pain. I mean, because I, 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 like, I like cooking everything. I, um, uh, anything cooking over live fire, uh, for sure. I mean, anything, you know, roasting, uh, roasting vegetables over, over wood. Um, I could probably just like retire doing that. Once. Really? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. What just about what about food? What's your favorite thing to cook to eat that you cook? Uh, my favorite thing to eat is just a is a really uh, delicious, very very simple soup. Like the simplest soup, like a like a chicken in a pot, um, a couple carrots, a couple um, stalks of celery. Simmered perfectly, no nothing fancy. You know uh, what? You're right. That sounds delicious. <laughs> we actually have a hot plate here. Uh. <laughs> so, man, um, have your children ever had fast food? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's not something. Yeah, of course. I mean, sometimes you stop and you get. You know, I mean, there's good fried chicken. There's, um, but it's pretty rare. Uh, but I'm, you know, one of the things, um, you know, everything is just proportionally appropriate you know it's not i'm not a uh i'm i don't like to sort of demonize any food actually um and sure like we've been on road trips it's like uh we're gonna get you know we get kfc or we're gonna get you know whatever because that's what the choices are so sure yeah maybe because we don't go on road trips yeah. i've actually yeah. we've never fed ella yeah. any fast food that's amazing um yeah. shake shack yeah. shake shack is her yeah. idea of yeah, what yeah. fast food yeah my daughter my daughter loves shake shack yeah ella does yeah. too we haven't Fed them fast food either. It's really? amazing. I'm kidding. You're kidding. Uh, <laughs> my daughter sees the golden arches yeah. and she's like, "It's all McDonald's." Yeah. Oh McDonald's. no! Ella used to stop when we lived on the Upper East Side in front of, like, to the in front of the yeah. McDonald's and be like, "Brian is, or Daddy, isn't there a clown in there? Yeah. Take yeah. me to see the." And he's like, we, "No, it's it's my son maybe yeah. has never, no. but." Sarah definitely, you know. We don't eat it that much, but you know, it is like you sing the old McDonald's song, or my son's now obsessed with fries. Everything is fries, fries, fries. fries. Yeah, and he's two, so okay. But um, just to kind of also circle it back to the digging, uh, you know, where you are now, and and dream job, as she was saying before, and you're, you seem to be happy with what you're doing. Um, is that are you? I mean, is this a, a good destination uh, for you? Yeah, I mean, I tell everybody this is the last job I'll ever have. Um, I d can't imagine doing anything different. We're we're I say that um, we're expanding, uh, we're growing. So when you have growth, um, I don't know what sort of next next is, but I know it's going to be exciting, and I know I have a um, a uh, uh, the ability to sort of help shape that. So um, I, it's just kind of an amazing place that I've landed. If, if this show has done anything, it's <laughs> really shown me how not interesting I am. <laughs> because oh my God. when I hear th stories like this, I mean, so creative. First you know, of driven all, driven by passion. First of all, you're super interesting. Second of all, I you're also that. right. You have super <laughs> interesting friends. <laughs> well, so do you. Uh, just a few. Just the two. So you know, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get into our game sure, yes. portion. But before we do that, I just I can't. I have to describe to our listeners what you look like. It is so <laughs> so eccentric. I love it. This is what I've been thinking. You look. You have a red beard. You're you're a ginger. Okay. Do you like being a ginger? Uh, I don't think it's he really. Owns it. I don't really think you it's a it. choice, but that's who you are. Okay, you know? I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah. You look like the love child of like 
Seth Rogen meets Ulysses S. Grant and my Ashkenazi rabbi. That's like a serious threesome there, man. And they're yeah. all men, so like, like, this yeah. isn't even... Well, I don't have a female like to throw in there, but like it's just a That's great good, look. Like You look like you could lead an army and a, a minion at the same time. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Wow. I don't, I don't really know what else to say there. But you, you just say thank <laughs> you. Well, okay. he looks the same as he did 25 years does ago. Does he really? Yes, well, it's great. He does. All right. Speaking of 25 years oh ago, God. that takes us back to Ohio University. Um the game I came up with you is how much do you remember about our time at Ohio University? Okay. I'm going to start out with some easy spitballs right. here. W- where is Ohio University, Matt? Athens, Ohio. God, All I'm right. not. I, we didn't party that hard. What about the zip code? Uh, oh, that's so good. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. Four, four zero seven four seven five no, no, I don't seven. Know. Oh, there's no one. Way. <laughs> All right. All and right. I still remember that. I don't that's know why. Crazy. Who was the star basketball player on oh, I don't our team? You don't, Gary Trent. Hello, Dude, the Shaq. I don't think I ever went to a basketball game. I didn't game. either, but he was big news. Uh, All right, where did we meet? Uh, You're gonna I get this wrong. Bar. I don't no. know. <laughs> no history class. History class. Yes. Oh yes. my god. Because. We studied together. That's really? freshman we year. We studied together? Yeah, I remember I, I oh came over to your room and you were down and out. Oh, yeah? Do you remember? I'm <laughs> no, not going to say d- why you were down and out. Did you guys actually go to college together? We'll, we'll totally. discuss off yeah. mic. No, Brian okay. has much better memory for this uh, kind of stuff. <laughs> where was your freshman year dorm? Which green? Oh, I don't even... West. All right. All right. Really? Yeah, no. No idea. <laughs> this is why I was Maybe you went to college with a different Matt I think I might have. I think we were just focused on this. Do you remember the pizza place that I worked where I worked and I starred in the commercial? No. <laughs> oh my God. I have no memory of anything. Uptown Sit ridiculous. Down? You don't oh remember Uptown no. Sit Down? He oh, went now to I o- do. He okay. went to Ohio State University. Yeah, no, All right, we Matt. Were, we went who to were my together. three roommates? You know one All of them because you dated her. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's easy. That one I know. Uh, Nikki, Caroline, and Missy. Yes. Very that's good. good. Um, name their boyfriends. Uh, uh, Tim. Uh... You. <laughs> me. Right? I'm, like, I'm like, how do I write me? And, uh, I just coded the other one. Yeah, you told me Shane. that one. And I ashamed. Okay. All right. And what was the bar that your band performed in? Well, it wasn't my band. I was, it was you my. Were it was in my, it. I was, no, I wasn't in the band. I was just, everybody in my house was in the band. And I just used to hang out there all the time. It was the dugout. Really? I thought you were no, in the band. No, I definitely was not in the band. I may, yeah, I definitely was not in the band. Really? No. Oh. Well, see now, yeah, there's there something I didn't what, remember. What, what, what would I have been doing? I, I thought have, you played. I have no, I, inst- remember when you guys performed it? They performed at Put in Bay. I told, swear to God, yeah, you no, were on stage. No, it was just because it was it was it was our house. Was was everybody was in the band? So I was always around. Interesting. Yeah. For Interesting. the young listeners out there, see? take better notes. Oh, do about I get? Your do I get days. like? Do I get like? Del- like triple points for like actually correcting you? Because y- otherwise, you do. You have, yeah, that it is. It is. That's good. It's rare. It's a rare and elusive opportunity when someone gets to correct me oh (laughs) you don't work with her here matt i mean it's like it is rare it is rare she is usually right even when she's wrong yeah i'm feeling it um i have a question all right uh this comes to you from uh, a friend of mine a guy i work with actually a drunk shakespeare his name is preston preston mulligan good kid smart and super talented, but he is obsessed with digging. He eats Amazing. it all the time on his drunk shows. He eats it. He would like to know when the steak is coming back oh, to the menu. Well, I just, I just talked you about did, so, you did. So, so yeah, so is we that switched. a clarification? That's is that a clarification. Depending on where he is, uh, which dig in he goes to, 
Uh, we will have uh, we are having a new butcher block program. We're not gonna have steak all the time. Okay. Uh, the whole idea is um, better but less. Uh, okay. And uh, let me know where he comes, and we'll, we'll hook him up. Uh, well, he, need, he we need it. We need him. You know, energized and yeah, full. Yeah. And, nu- and I was nu- a fan yeah. of the steak nu- too. Nutrition. Uh, uh, I was heard, too. When I oh first God, tried it. it here. When I went. When I first tried it, I did the steak first, and then the meatballs. You still do the meatballs? Still do the meatballs. Okay. The steak was very important. So maybe we could, uh, you know, call it the Preston Mulligan steak. Okay, good. There you go. Uh, But Um, also, we're going to need you to sign something for him because he's such a fan. He can't believe that. All right. Well, and also, um, we are your humor resource team here, so we always have to ask where you see yourself in five years. The worst question. Question. Do you, when you've ever had a job, did you ever have to actually interview? Like, how is the hiring and uh yeah sure I mean I've I you have to like interviewing for for a kitchen job is actually can be pretty intense I mean when you're a young cook you do trails and they watch you cook and they put you on the line uh and then when you go for chef jobs you do you know pretty intricate tastings I mean I cooked probably twenty plus dishes for for Diggin when I when I when after I never interviewed for a job but we knew each other and he was like oh maybe we should work together and I said oh yeah maybe we should do that and, and then he said well why don't you think about like creating some you know some dishes that you do you think you would like to serve here and so okay. i did that and that was like 20 plus dishes and wow. it's pretty wow. intense wow you, are any of yep. those on the menu now just out of curiosity they were um uh when you know in that season when i you know the, uh, after i got the job i was like all right we, let's put some of these dishes on the menu they're delicious and some of them were successful and some of them were wildly unsuccessful okay that's um, funny cool. Cook, yeah. cooking 20 dishes might be more intense than where you see yourself in five years <laughs> right. yeah yeah but where do you see yourself in five years it's a terrible uh, question. We know it's that. It's a terrible question. I, I told you, I'm doing the same thing. I'm, you know. Uh, um, Are uh, you leading an army against the the rebels? 100%. 100%. We're wielding sort of like carrots and like celery sticks. That's and the only it's way. Like, That's it's safe. Like, it's, it's serious. It's serious. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Good. We won't ask the where don't you see yourself because it's. Well. We're still debating if we like that question. Yeah. But, you know, it is a tough question. It's an annoying question. It we is. all hate it. But, like, you know, it is interesting with people who are doing their dream jobs and super successful. Like, really, where do you see yourself next? Um, I, I want to say as just a wrap-up, too, for today that um, just to reiterate about keeping your head down if you have a job, that if you want to be a chef, or really I think it applies to any profession. Keep yeah. your head down. Bust your ass, yep. learn, uh, shut up, you know, work hard, yep. and um, and then you know you'll you'll get there hopefully. I think so. I think so. All right. Well, yeah. I have a question for you actually. Okay. Um, so, what do you think about uh, all the stuff that's come out about um, what goes on in kitchens, especially for women? Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's about time to be talking about it. Um, it's it's a real thing. It's not just a real thing sort of in kitchens. It's in, in, in the world at large. And um, hopefully uh, we're able to sort of uh, make some corrections and create better better work environments. I mean, there is, you know, it's kitchen important. culture has always been a bunch of pirates somewhat. And um, so it, it in many ways there was, is the worst of, um, of, uh, of activity. But mm-hmm. it's just... Um, uh, times are changing, which is which is great. So, yeah. Okay. okay. All right, Matt. Thank do you have you. any social handles you want to share? Or? Oh God, uh, Chef Weingarten. It's not a it's not a terribly uh, active social uh, handle, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm I'm I mostly just keep my head down, so I'm not a I'm not a crazy social media man. Is but that on Instagram? Yeah, or? Instagram at Chef Weingarten. Weingarten uh, spelled W E I N G A R T E N. Thank you. It's quite a name. Yeah. Um, and Facebook, it's 
are you on Facebook? Or yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure I am. Yes. Okay. yes. You're I, sure think that's, I think that's how we we connected it again. So yes, yes. no website, Facebook no personal website, no personal website. Uh, everything I do, I do at work. So check out what's going on at Dig In. And, and if you're at a Dig In in New York City, look for the redhead. Yes. and redhead. maybe that will be. Next. And also on the website Dig In, they have an about me about about you. Yes, and how do. fabulous yes. he is. <laughs> so Chef Matt Weingarten of House Weingarten has yes. been here today. Thanks so much, Matt. We really appreciate it, man. That's a great story. And did you have fun? Yeah, it was great. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, check us out at jobsblowpodcast.com. Make sure you please start sending us ideas for guests yes, <laughs> or, or theme shows even. Yeah, We'd send love us to an email on through the website. You can send us an email. Uh, if you're interested in being on the show, give us a you know kind of your backstory. Or if you want to recommend someone, also subscribe on the website. You can send us an email. We'll send you emails about when we have new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and Google and Alexa, all of those things, so you can find out when new episodes are coming by. And please, please, please give us a reviews. We need your reviews. Currently, we're only taking five-star reviews at the moment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Any reviews are good. Just give us some feedback. We really appreciate it. It helps us rise on the directories. Oh, and don't forget, at Jobs Blow Podcast on, on Instagram. Instagram. And we're on Facebook as well. And Facebook. Yes, and Josh, give your personal handles. Uh, my personal handles are uh, my love handles. Uh, yes. They're like I'm like a 34. <laughs> no. uh, my personal handles are at Mr. Josh Hyman, M R J O S H H Y M A N, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, J Swipe, uh, Grinder, Ashley Madison, Ashley yes. Madison, we've everything. heard it all. Okay. And uh, Brianna is finally. This is the week. No, nope. we've talked about it before. <laughs> Still this is the jobs week below that she's going to give her personal. <laughs> social media handles at um, uh, how about if we reach a thousand downloads i will get my own we're awfully close to we that are pretty so close. you better okay. be careful right. with that so okay great I might up that number. help us all get there we thank you all so so much uh keep listening keep tuning in keep going to dig in thank See you, you guys Matt. next time thanks bye, bye. I'm too fly for my suit and tie And I'd rather die than work nine to five And I'm too fly for my suit and tie And I'd rather die than work nine to five And that's why I don't want to go to work I just want to chill and play all day Look him dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you were.